0: a wounded vet who is struggling to keep his family and home together, takes a job to bring an outlaw to a train that's going to put him to jail. We're talking movies. We're talking 310 to Yuma, starring Russell Crowe, Christian Bale, and Logan Lerman, directed by James Manibold and written by Halstead Wells, Michael Brandt, and Derek Hawes. I ain't stubborn, Chris.
1: That's it. That's that's the end of the quote. Man, I almost need to get a, like a sign from you. Because I've always liked you, Byron, but you've never known when to shut up. Even bad men love their mamas. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Tonight we're going to be talking about the western film 310 to Yuma from 2007. All right, Scott, as usual, take us away.
0: Well, I think the one thing we never discussed when we discussed um, our other Western movie was the thing I appreciate about this movie. And I think the Western culture or the Western films in general is like Western movies are a showcase for character actors.
1: Sure. 100%, and I, I, and totally I think, agree with you.
0: I think this film in particular, like they pretty much just surrounded Crow and Bale with some of the finest character actors that are working right now.
1: Like
0: Alan Dick and Kevin Durand. So that's what I'm going to start with. Well, even even Luke
1: Wilson's in this sucker.
0: Yeah. For like, he's like, he's like uh, a wedding crashers cameo. That's
1: right. (laughs) Except now he's a Western crasher. (laughs) uh yeah so what i don't know why don't you give us your takeaway on it uh this is and as i said uh we're talking about the two 2007 310 to yuma not the 1957 one actually on that note did you watch the original
0: no i couldn't find it to do a compare and contrast
1: uh it's on i think you can find it on itunes like on apple
0: oh i did not i checked prime i checked netflix I checked to I figured it'd be on Tubi,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> but no. So I, the original one, I didn't, I didn't watch it, uh, but I did get a little bit of background. And just before we move forward. Uh, so the original three to Yuma from 1957, the original film version uh, was directed by Delmer Daves. Uh, so this is our first, there's a bunch of Canadian connections or loose Canadian connections. Uh, it was starring Canadian actor who's from Quebec, Glenn Ford, who was like a huge Huge name in the early studio system in the 40s and 50s. Uh, he was in a film called Gilda, The Big Heart, Blackboard Jungle, and he played Superman's dad in the original Superman movie. Uh, it also sta- uh, starred uh, Van Helflin, uh who won an Oscar for Johnny Eager and was in the movies Shane and Gunman's Walk. Uh, and Did, do, you, the-
0: do you mean the original Superman TV show?
1: No, no, no. That, the movie with Christopher Reeves.
0: No, that was Marlon Brando.
1: That didn't put, Marlon Brando didn't play Superman's dad. Marlon Brando. Are you played, talking
0: about Jonathan Kent or are you talking about Connell? Which one are you talking about?
1: I'm talking the original, like Superman's dad in space.
0: That was Marlon Brando.
1: Then I'm talking about Clark Kent's dad then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's what I'm like. What are you talking about? So his adoptive
1: dad. That's Jonathan right. That's right. Dad. Sorry okay. about that.
0: Yeah. There anyway, we go.
1: Thanks for correcting me, Scott. Now, now take us away.
0: i take my superman shit seriously
1: i I know i forget you know your superman and superhero (laughs) shit
0: (laughs) but the one thing with this film like before i get into like the acting and directing and all stuff i like the the representation they did with the outlaw in this because it wasn't really an outlaw he was more a celebrity and they just treated him like a celebrity like russell crowe's character
1: you mean sort of like an anti-hero
0: no, he was. Think about it. He was a celebrity. At no point were they like like even at you. You have the climax at the end where his gang comes to the town to try to um to to rescue him.
1: Uh-huh. What
0: what do they what do they say to the the townspeople? Like, look who they have here. We got this. Whatever his name was, Wade, just. What, what was his name in the movie like ben wade. wade Ben just yeah, like ben wade's in that thing they got ben wade in there and then we're gonna give you 200 dollars to save ben wade
1: yeah but but is it to save ben wade because they give a shit about ben wade or is it because it's for 200 fucking dollars like yes yeah, but- yes yes he's a he's a famous outlaw but don't you think that would be the same if if saying uh they got billy the kid or jesse james oh and we're gonna give you two hundred dollars
0: no, no, I hear what you're saying, but I think more, like, even when he's in the pot, not the posse, but when they're carrying him from from the one town to the other, right? Yeah. And he's talking, like, the only one that really is Christian Bale's character is the only one that's like, listen, he's dangerous, like, he's dangerous. Everybody else is just talking about his accolades,
1: sure 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 i mean he he does definitely has kind of like a an outlaw or the way like a gangster would uh like bonnie and clyde i mean without the bonnie uh i I get that like he's infamous right and there's a certain amount of like uh intrigue that comes from his character being this big deal you know what i mean
0: yeah like for me he was he was pretty good representation of what Kind of like you take the base of what Heath Ledger's Heath Joker was in Dark Knight, where he's just telling you stories about his past, but you don't really know if they're true or not, but you believe him anyways. Right? When he's talking about, did you ever read the Bible? I did for three days straight. My mama never came back.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. With- he's creating, he's creating yeah. his own uh, uh, mythology.
0: Exactly. I, and I thought it was really well done.
1: So you like you liked the casting of Christian Bale as, uh, or sorry, Russell Crowe as Ben Wade.
0: Yeah, and think about it, 2007, he's coming off from a good year. He's coming off from Cinderella Man. Mm-hmm. Like, Bale was coming off of my favorite Nolan film, The Prestige.
1: Yep, that's a fantastic film.
0: <laughs> and then, you know, maybe my second favorite, no, it would be probably third favorite, Batman Begins, right before it. So it, it's interesting because if I think if this movie got released f- three years later, two thousand and ten, Bale would have been the lead, not Crow, after Dark Knight.
1: Do you know that Tom uh, Cruise actually thought about playing the Christian? Uh, sorry, the Russell Crowe role at a, for a period of time.
0: Yeah, but that's not.
1: That's not what. It's not Tom
0: Cruise's motif.
1: No, I I agree with you. But, I mean, the the fact that he was actually one of the original people who had been in discussions for playing that role.
0: No, no, I agree. But in terms of roles, you see him picking, right? Yes. Ever since, ever since what? Um, A Few Good Men? Mm -hmm. It's just him going up against the heroes of cinema. It's him against Jack Nicholson, right? What about Valkyrie? What about Valkyrie? Kenneth Branagh,
1: yeah, but uh, I, I mean, you, you—that's a, that's a drama, like a totally character-driven drama. I mean, to, I think Tom Cruise totally could have done that role. I like Russell Crowe and Christian Slater. Uh, sorry, Kristen Bale. It's Kristen Slater, Christian Bale in those in in their cast as their cast, though.
0: No, no, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying in terms of the way I see what Tom Cruise picks, like, and I think Mission Impossible, and this is way off topic, is like centered for it you pick whatever famous or hot actor is out right now he's now going up against tom cruise and tom cruise is going to beat him down sure right tom cruise is always the person to step down i don't think he ever played an actual villain villain ever i think the closest to me would have been uh color of money with paul newman where he's like the protege trying to screw over newman
1: you know, I don't uh, I would have to actually dig into his uh, filmography in order to have that discussion. Uh and we can totally do that at some some yeah. juncture. Um so okay, so let's 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 bring this back to, you know, 310 to you. <laughs> so, you like this film, right? Like I like, do. like tell, I do. tell me why you like it. You know, yada yada yada.
0: The main reason I like it is the the director, James Mangold.
1: Okay, what do you like about it? About him like as the director?
0: To me, I think working today like from his body of work, I think he is one of the top dramatic directors out and working right now. Like if you look at what he's done, right? Like he's given me, like for me personally, my favorite Sylvester Stallone performance, like Copland. Copland.
1: Copland's fantastic. Yep. Right. He did Ford Ford versus, versus. Sorry, Ford yeah. versus Ferrari. Yep.
0: Uh, Logan, which could be one of the defining superhero movies
1: well he also got a oscar nomination for that screenplay mm-hmm. which is pretty and impressive got, for a superhero movie
0: yeah it's an amazing fucking movie
1: he also did walk the line and he's going to be working on the fifth indiana jones film
0: that i didn't know
1: the more you know baby the more you know uh, <laughs> yeah i mean he he was so i i didn't I didn't love this movie at all. Like, really? No, Nope. You know what? And and we're gonna talk about this because I think this film has a great director. We have. I'm gonna get to this, but the the simple answer to this is that this is you have all the best ingredients and you make a a luke, you know, like a lukewarm kind of not lukewarm sauce. You make a mediocre sauce. It uh, it has some great moments in the beginning. Um, you know, the, the way it kicks off, uh, when they first, uh, robbed the stagecoach and all that, that's great. It really fucking lags down in the middle. Uh, the fact, and I mean, I haven't read the source material, which this was based on, uh, a 1953 pulp short story by Elmore John Leonard Jr., who, this is crazy. So this, this is the, the original for this is from 1953, but Elmore Leonard also wrote Get Shorty mr majestic with charles bronson and rum punch which was adapted into jackie brown by quentin tarantino and mr majestic is referenced in quentin tarantino's true romance which i just thought that was an interesting little like set of trivia or whatever um he
0: also did out of sight with george Clooney and jennifer lopez oh wow that was that was based on his story as well
1: so i mean i just thought that was like super interesting like all that source material uh I I haven't read the source material, nor have I seen, like, as I said at the beginning of the show, I haven't seen the uh, 1950s version of this film. But, like, Russell Crowe hanging around to, like, chat with that chick and, like, bang and draw fucking pictures. I was like, okay, like, why are we doing this? The entire time at the – and before you jump in and start being like, yeah, but the reason they went to the farmhouse is because they needed to create a decoy and stuff. I'm like, yes, you can create those moments but they don't have to be so long. Like I got so bored in the center and then it would come back up again. Right. When the, the stage coach, uh, that they've, and I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it, but like they do the little switcheroo and they set it on fire. I'm like, Oh wicked. And like, there's two camp outs at night. Like when he does get away and he does this a couple times, so I'm not spoiling anything when he gets away. why the, that whole, the whole section with the train tunnel and all that, is fucking wasted time i would just cut that right out he gets on his horse he should be trying to ride back to his gang and they should have wrote him down or something like that it just this thing fucking bottoms out in the middle and i'm not loving the ending but there is some good shootout stuff so like i so said wait what, what part of the
0: ending didn't you like
1: uh i didn't like the fact that uh ben Fos- I how do i how do i say this without spoiling? okay spoiler alert I don't like the way I don't like the fact that fucking Charlie Prince gets killed by Ben Wade. That fucking sucks, man.
0: Why though? Like the whole point of that movie is technically Russell Crowe's character's like redemption song. The more
1: that's why. That's why he's I just...
0: trying. He's trying to affect everybody else telling stories to kind of get them to do it, and then literally coming up with a guy who, in Christian Bale's character, who. Who's lost everything? Who who has no respect? Like nobody respects him. But this guy's still willing to fight for his word.
1: Sure, sure, sure. That's
0: what changes him.
1: I'm not saying that that the ending necessarily is bad cinema. I just didn't like it because I think that Ben Foster's character as Charlie Prince is fucking dope, man. He is awesome. Like I said, there's lots of great stuff going on in this film. Like. Ben Foster is in, I actually really like a lot of the work he does. He was great in Alpha Dog. Uh, he was in The Messenger, The Mechanic, uh, Lone Survivor, um, Rampart. I mean, he's just this like intense man when he when he uh, is on screen. He actually does a film that I want to see called The Program, where he plays Lance Armstrong, which should be awesome because, I mean, to play a cyclist, you got to, you got to get down to like 100 pounds. And he's a pretty stocky dude, or he definitely was in Lone Survivor. Um, or having like, uh, Peter Fonda as, uh, Byron McElroy, the, like, uh, what would you call him? He's like a bounty hunter or something like that. Pinkerton. Yeah. Well, he's hired by the Pinkertons, but he's basically a bounty hunter or whatever. Like this guy's got two Oscar nods. He was in fucking Easy Rider, uh, Yulies Gold. Like this guy's like, that guy's like Hollywood royalty. Um, obviously Christian Bale, you got Russell Crowe and it just like, I just kept waiting for it to fucking get to where it needed to get. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, it was like cinematic, but it wasn't cinematic. It wasn't Dances with Wolves, right? Like, and even their DOP on this. And then I'm going to let you jump in. Their DOP is- uh, <laughs> You're going to let me jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a guy by the name of uh, Fendon uh, Pop, uh, Papa Michael. He's got Bafta and Oscar nods for Nebraska, a BAF, Bafta nod for Ford versus Ferrari. He was the fucking DOP for Cool Runnings, Sideways, Walk the Line, Uh, W, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Like, there's some fucking heavy hitting talent here to make a film that was, it got really boring. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me me (laughs) I'm wrong.
0: Uh, Well, Uh, well, you're obviously entitled to your own opinion, but like I was entertained through the whole movie. And I think-
1: Not just because there's a fucking family in it. You were like, that's it. I'm sold. I'm Scott and I'm sold.
0: No, no. I liked this movie before I even had kids. Well, actually, <laughs> I, I, had, one I movie, had one kid. I had
1: one kid. This movie made you want to have children.
0: No, no, I had one kid by the time this movie came out. But no, like, I, I get what you're saying in terms of, like, the thing I appreciated with this, this wasn't, it wasn't like a typical Western either. Like, it wasn't a gunfight every couple minutes. Like, it slowed it down and kind of just made it more... in reality a drama it wasn't a western this was a drama right but
1: but i think that they they failed to do both of those properly so you're right it wasn't just like uh it wasn't the quick and the dead where it was just like bang 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 people getting shot all over the place but it also wasn't dramatic enough to be uh dances with wolves and i know dances with wolves is problematic nowadays because a whole bunch of like white savior shit but that's not even what i'm referring to is that like it wasn't grand and dramatic enough. It, it 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 tried to straddle a line, and I think it failed to do so. So, for example,
0: See, might... I don't think it was trying to be grand and dramatic. Like, it, it, I don't. I think that's the whole thing. It's the little things. The little things are, are is what's going to change you. And it's
1: but, but what I'm saying is, little... go ahead, go ahead,
0: go, go ahead. ahead. And it's it was the little things that Christian Bale's character was doing right to always trying to like keep his word like always trying to be a man of honor kind of thing that slowly with that was turning um, crow's character like think about it at one point crow's character was was trying to kill Bale. like he almost killed him and then he's like i have nothing else to lose like might as well just fucking do it okay and okay. Yep.
1: but scott but... you're talking about the the story <clears throat> and i'm not suggesting the story was bad and i say this on our podcast there's two things i always talk about editing and fucking execution so that's great that's 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 you know create these complex characters and and have them have to go through some type of suffering and and really you know have those dramatic moments but you you have to do it in a way that it doesn't seem fucking sluggish and that's what i felt i felt that it just like sl- like got mired in, and that's that's what i'm talking about when i say like the the drama wasn't done grand and by grand enough i don't necessarily mean big but the drama has to be like good drama good drama that really sucks you in not kind of mediocre drama cuz then it's just boring you know what i mean that's that's just my take on it like
0: no i understand but then why were you so upset about ben foster's character if it didn't suck you in and and it didn't keep you invested that it actually made but you But that's upset? not the that drama character.
1: part like I'm ta- when I'm talking about the drama part, I'm talking about like the, uh, all the stuff with the wife, the stuff with the like barmaid, all the like fucking chitty chat chat around the fucking campfire, like all that, that stuff that what they're trying to do is they're trying to make, they're trying to have a, f- a movie transcend itself into film. And I feel like they just didn't get there and they would have done a better job if they would have like chopped it back and just kept the pace on the action because it w- okay, it wasn't stylized enough to be a Leone f- fl- flick. No, it wasn't no, it was dark so. enough to be unforgiven, which and actually on, on that note. So my quote is from uh, Alonzo Gerald from MSNBC, and he says, if you're looking for an unforgiven style reinvente- uh, reinvention of the Western, prepare for disappointment. And I would agree. I don't know if that's what they were actually trying to do, but like I said, wasn't dark enough to be Eastwood, wasn't stylized enough to be Leone, and so it just it, it it just kind of straddled this middle ground. And oh, and I would say that in today, like now, with you know a couple more years, I would say that it doesn't it doesn't even resonate the same way that Django Unchained does or uh, the Hateful Eight, both by Tarantino. You know yeah, what I, mean? I
0: think you're I think you're biased in terms of Tarantino. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I suck at the Tarantino dick like on a fucking nine to five. Right. So,
0: yeah. And I think those these moments you, that you're talking about. See, for me, I enjoy those moments because that's where all these character actors kind of shown. That's where you hear their stories. Right. That's where you you, you kind of get their backdrop without having a, a freaking five minute montage of what they were doing before. Sure. Right. So, hey, you're you're entitled to your opinion, even if it's wrong, <laughs> uh, but you are entitled to it. The one thing I will say in terms of this film that I do enjoy, like when I'm working my regular nine to five, when I'm not here at the
1: working the nine t- to five, like do- Dolly Parton.
0: Yeah. Um. What I do when I'm working is I actually just listen. I have a playlist. That's just music soundtracks like okay. doing it. And one of the composers that I love a lot is actually the composer of this film, Marco Bellatrami,
1: Okay, I believe. Yeah, yeah
0: And yeah. I love, I love his score on this movie. I love it. Like I, I play it all the time on repeat. Like even before we were doing this podcast, I, <laughs> I just find it.
1: So relaxing. you, you really like, like the scoring, like the orchestra scoring.
0: Yeah, the orchestra scoring. He also worked on. This is my uh, uh, second favorite soundtrack he did. My first one being Ford Ford versus Ferrari.
1: Oh, like, so he worked. He worked with uh, James Mangold with Man- again.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They work a lot together. I think. I think he did the scoring on Walk the Line as well. If I'm not mistaken.
1: Well, if you like if you like film scores, you got to check out the one from Hateful Eight by uh, uh, Ennio Morricone. I mean, it won an Oscar. If you like that type of stuff, especially in a Western. <laughs> yeah. Did you okay. uh, did you feel <laughs> did you feel it was the appropriate length? Uh, length, eh? the film was it the appropriate length?
0: Yeah, uh, two hours, two minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought it I thought it went by quick. To be honest, when you're like it dragged, like <laughs> to me this movie didn't drag.
1: All right. Yeah, I mean this to me this could have been a ninety minute film. It, it should have either been I think it should have either been a ninety minute huh? film or a two and a half hour film, and they should have developed those uh, dramatic moments a little bit better. But like I said, we like I can agree to disagree on that. I mean, the critics in the audience disagree with me. I mean, it's holding an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes and an 86% with the audience. Pretty solid, man, for a Western. And I actually looked at some of the Westerns. I am going to give it some credit here in the sense that I looked up some of the other Westerns that were going around at that time. Uh, I mean, True Grid is great. That's Coen Brothers. Um, I tried watching uh, what is it, Appaloosa a- 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 and um, okay, with Ed Harris. Right? With Ed Harris, that's <laughs> yeah, a fucking yeah. horrible movie. Halfway through, I was like, "Oh my god!" Because I think Ed Harris was one of the writers on it. Fucking, and he was the director. Fucking horrible. uh And what is it, the assassination of Jesse James by the Howard, cowards Robert. Robert Ford or whatever? Oh my god, another just fucking stinker <laughs> of a fucking mint film. So. In that class, this this film is better. This like this is a watchable film. Um, but if you're trying to make a film, I'm to me the two best, and I'm talking American uh, westerns, and not the super old stuff. Uh, not getting into like Kabuchi and stuff. Is uh, I, under Unforgiven to me is is f- fucking is the premier you know gunfighter film or Hateful Eight. Those are my two like my two top westerns
0: what about hell or high water?
1: Okay. But are we talking that like, cause that, would, that's a Western well, contemporary. Okay, so then, that's a
0: contemporary. So Western. what about
1: uh, no country for old men then?
0: Exactly. You know what I mean? I w- so I, I would, I, I'm yeah. sticking
1: with like period esque stuff. Uh, ice and I actually, I mean, Ben Foster's in hell or high water as well.
0: Yeah. Like I, 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 I That's to me one of his better performances, like one of his best, right? Where, and that's the thing. Have you seen him in Alpha
1: Dog, man? He's a fucking maniac. Okay,
0: okay, but what I'm saying is, I think what he he can do, and hopefully one day the Academy, because I don't think he's ever gotten an Oscar or anything like that. I don't even think he's gotten a nomination, has he? Uh, Not. I,
1: I don't have any notes of him getting a nomination.
0: But I think he's one of those characters, like similar to Christian Bale, that just completely engulfs themselves in their characters, both physically, both appearance wise, both mentally, like same with Leto, like Jared Leto, right? They, yeah. they just go, what, what's the word, meta? Or, oh, you're talking uh, about
1: like he's uh, like a method actor. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like really becoming the role
0: exactly and i think i think he's one of the best And
1: he's he's a young uh, guy man he's got lots of time everybody everybody thinks you do like fucking five movies and you should have an oscar under your belt nowadays it seems like well
0: i think he's done more than five
1: I'm he guess. has done more than five i mean i think I, list, <laughs> I think i listed off uh uh five um i liked gretchen mole as alice evans you know what i mean i really love her in rounders she's phenomenal in uh boardwalk empire but she's also in manchester by the sea which is a, again a fantastic film so you know what I mean?
0: Never. Yeah, I've never watched that one, to be honest with what, you. What, Manchester by the Sea? Yeah.
1: Oh, man, uh, you got to go watch that. Casey Affleck? Mwah. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, okay, so I got some Canadian stuff. Just I want to make sure I get my Canadian stuff in here. So, as I said, um, this actually has a bunch of Canadian connections. So, we, d- we can even write off the fact that, uh, you know, Glenn Ford from the original was from Quebec. But... Okay, so Peter Fonda's mom, Frances Ford Seymour, is from Brockville, Ontario. Ben Foster, when his when he was starting his acting career, he was on a little uh, Canadian produced show uh, with it was produced in conjunction with uh, Disney called Flash Forward, and he won a uh, he was nominated for a Gemini Award, which is now the Canadian Screen Awards for TV. Uh, this I thought was so fucking crazy. And I think our producer Rod will love this cause he's a music guy. Uh, so Russell Crowe has a band with Alan Doyle from the band. Great big Sea called the ordinary fear of God, which I thought was so cool. They've got like three albums out together. He's uh, for those that don't know, he's from Newfoundland, which is a province on the East coast of Canada. Uh, check out, uh, great big Sea and Alan Doyle. They've got some really cool, uh, East coast music. Um, and, Russell Crowe, while filming Cinderella Man in Toronto, Ontario, uh, donated a bunch of money to a Jewish school that was uh, damaged during a uh, arson that had some anti uh, anti Semitic connotations to it. So, uh, lots of Canadian stuff uh, going along or around this film and the actors involved in it.
0: Yeah, you didn't have to. You didn't have to. Uh pulls that's <laughs> so, <laughs> so hard on this one right except for well let's start with the original that was filmed i just kept coming up with canadian before. gold
1: man it was like tapping for maple syrup in the spring actually tap for sap and then it gets turned into syrup um i mean this film did all right at the box office too it was a, a 50 million dollar budget i've got that it made 71 million that's not bad i mean considering all the star power in it it's going to be more expensive to get off the ground and i mean period pieces horses all that jazz are always going to be uh, tough to get done. Do you got anything else, Scott? I mean, you, I see you sitting over there, like just kind of rolling your eyes at me. So,
0: <laughs> you know, but yeah, no. I I personally would say if you haven't watched this film, go watch it. Um, and then, yeah, like I believe our.
1: Do you have do, you, do is this? Is, do you have a a favorite western? Because you like the Western genre, right? I,
0: I enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's not one of my favorites, but I do every once in a while I like to like myself a good a good Western. Have you seen uh, True
1: Grit? Have you seen True yes,
0: Grit? Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. Would I've you... seen
0: both virgins.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So would you watch this over True Grit?
0: I'd, I can watch them in conjunction. Okay, with each like other.
1: you wouldn't you wouldn't pick one over the other?
0: No. Personally,
1: who, who, uh, who would you, if, 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 uh, if they haven't seen it, who would you recommend this to?
0: Well, any Western fans, any bail fans and Russell Crowe
1: fans. Yeah. The Ari acting Bale. is fantastic in this by everybody. would you yeah. agree?
0: I, I agree. If you like Alan Tudyk now, he's in that resident alien show. That's on sci-fi. Oh, that's
1: right. That's right. That's right.
0: You know, do that. And, uh, you know, you can, you can bow at the, the altar of foster, just like Chris did and just watch him and see if you'll also cry at the end. Cause he died.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, if you, uh, I would recommend three ten to snooza to, uh, kind of the same people that Scott did. Uh, I think that if you're like a hardcore Western fan, you might find it a bit kind of chunky and sluggish. Uh, I personally, like I said, would recommend hateful eight or the unforgiven. But, uh, other than that, watch it with your dad, watch it with your mom, watch it by yourself. Do what you want? Anyway, that's all I've got. What about you Scott?
0: That's all I got as well. And that is our rant for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. You can also reach us and interact with us on social media at how do you like that one or email us at how do you like that movie at gmail.com.
1: Fun facts. <laughs> Fun facts with Chris. Fucking random time, eh? Just like a list of random, <laughs> random stuff. I mean, why else are people listening to our podcast? It's not You're to like, listen to hey. me fucking cry about shit. And,
0: and this is what I found on Wikipedia with Chris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia with Chris. Wikipedia. Production by Rod Shaver. Vader Monkey Productions.